Football is gay, lesbian, beautiful, queer, life, exciting, culture, transgender. I can't keep up. <laughs> Everything for everyone. Pansexual. Rainbow logo. NFL probably supports the Trevor Project. Okay, that's what it was that I missed. LGBTQ plus youth with at least one accepting adult have 40% lower risk of attempting suicide. Okay, that's great. The NFL is gay. I've never I've never been in the NFL, so no no loss no loss for me. <laughs> so are you saying you've known that for many years now? No, I just I never under never think seemed that exciting to me. No. No. Well, I mean, we've always kind of suspected that. Anytime you got a bunch of guys watching other dudes running around in tights, I mean, what do you expect, you know? See, I, I, I did. Smashing I, I used to like other. NFL. I really enjoyed it. Well, like, you'll enjoy I mean, it more now, right? But, no. Don't you want to be the one accepting adult? No. But, I mean, I, I really did. I used to watch – I used to enjoy watching – Peyton Manning play, and, like, I always loved it, watching the Colts and stuff back in the day. Then what happened? And, uh, well, and then they made it into a political movement. And, I mean, and then, of course, like, Peyton, which, I mean, you got Tom Brady. That guy's, he's pretty classy. Um, I but like you just the, don't have uh, any class. It's just. What's the guy like, that played for the Florida Gators? Oh, and Tebow? Then, yeah, that guy's yeah. cool. Which he's a commentator now. Like he, I mean, he doesn't even play. I think he played. He he rode the bench a couple of years for Denver, and then he he's, he's just a. I just I like the stuff that he does outside of football. He seems like a cool dude. Yeah, that guy knelt for the right reason. Yeah. So, but they like Tom Brady. They they had a little. Uh, they were they were getting on him because he took the Lombardi Trophy, because he you know he won tons of Super Bowls with New England and then he went down to Tampa Bay and won one there his first year. So I mean it's as much as I loved Peyton Manning, like you can't really deny Tom Brady's he, the dude's I yeah. mean he's good. So they were out in the ocean and uh they t he had one of the little uh Lombardi trophies and threw it from like one boat to the other. And everybody was up in arms. They were like, what if that thing would have, you know, fallen into the ocean? You would have had to send a dive team to go get it and yada, yada, yada. And they were wanting these, like the makers of the Lombardi Trophy were wanting him to make a formal apology to them and everybody else. And he, uh, so this guy tweeted, he was like, that's the riskiest pass I threw all season. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was like, that's, that's pretty well, funny. Explain to me what a Lombardi oh. Trophy is. It's just what you, it's, I mean, it's what you win when you win the Super Bowl. Oh. So. Uh, did you know? And, the, and that guy wins Super Bowls. So. No, I didn't know exactly. Did he ever apologize? No, that was his statement. That's he good. said that's the riskiest pass I threw all season. So, But I really did. I, I used to watch NFL. I mean, that was Sunday thing. It was enjoyable. And then they made it into, you know, Colin Kaepernick kind of yeah. led the way. Now in. let's bled over to the Olympics. 
Yeah, it's bled over into everything. Yeah. I mean, we just kneel for everything. I mean, it it really doesn't matter. I think it's bled over into what NASCAR. It's into MLB. Yeah, it's bled the, over into like F one. I, I got a uh, an old uh, redneck guy at work. He's a pretty low low intelligence dude. And <laughs> I've, I've tried to explain to him like, dude, NASCAR doesn't want you as a fan at all anymore. Like, he talks about the rebel flag and and stuff. He doesn't like Bubba Wallace. <laughs> Which I think Bubba Wallace is cool in the sense that it gets my coworker all to work. I get a humongous <laughs> kick out of it because he's an idiot, and I like to see him get pissed off over silly nonsense. He was saying that their prices have gone really, really high to uh, NASCAR tickets. And so that's what I was trying to explain to him. They're trying to price you out, dude. They don't want old stupid hillbilly <laughs> morons that never graduated high school. But I don't know who they want, though, actually. They're probably trying to make up for lack of attendance with just boosting the price. Yeah. I can't imagine people are still going to that stuff, which I don't know what kind of restrictions and stuff. They And they may not have any as far as the COVID stuff. I can't imagine NASCAR fans are going to sit in the stands with masks on. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't think, because he just went to one recently. And I don't think there was, which I don't know if he wears a mask. I don't, he doesn't strike me as the type of person that would that would wear, wear a mask. But uh, I which I did, we don't have that story queued up, but the uh, the hammer thrower woman, yeah, uh, which really isn't worth talking about, but only since it's in the news cycle, uh, <laughs> puts a shirt over her head and pretended that it was a trap that like she didn't know the anthem was going to play. Like I felt like it was a setup. <laughs> Are what? you serious? <laughs> like. <laughs> Which, number one, you don't mean that. You're completely disingenuous and a liar. No. But if you did, how stupid are you to think that they sent you, like, which there was, um, and I remember when it happened, but Charlie Kirk put the video up and because I'd forgotten about it, but Usain Bolt, and I can't remember what country he's from, uh, but the national anthem starts playing, and he's in the middle of an interview and stops the interview yeah. to stand at attention. And that was a pretty common occurrence for people from everywhere. And so it can play at any time. So it starts to play. And then she has a, a shirt that's this activist athlete. And she puts it on top of her head and then, like, turns her back on the flag. And so, and, oh, I, I got third place, blah, 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 blah. Okay. Well, you just took all the attention from first and second place and put it on yourself as third place. So la last string of the people that made it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, sit in the freaking corner, dude. So tired of hearing it. And just and the picture that I saw, her two teammates, her two American teammates, were standing at Correct. attention, facing toward the flag. Right. So if 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 the, if it was meant to call to catch her off guard, it would have also caught her teammates off guard. True. So, and, but maybe they're just a little quicker on their feet. Maybe that's why they're first and second. <laughs> you're third. Like, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh. But that's so like that's so crazy. You think like you you're going somewhere to represent America, and then you openly disrespect the flag and the anthem of the country you're supposedly, you know, yeah. representing. Like, why? I mean, she said the anthem doesn't represent her because of the omitted uh, verse, and so there there's been debate for years about what exactly that that particular verse means because it mentions slaves, but it, it doesn't mention if it's uh, which the common consensus is that the, the mention of slaves is in reference to uh, either European slaves that were, were working uh, 
with, with the British fighting for their freedom and or ones that fought for them do- domestically that fought for them to for their freedoms but uh the the thing is too number one that 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 verse is omitted it's it's a, to bring it up's irrelevant because that's not part of the song and so many things have been modified over time that's you can find racism in anything you want to find especially by today's standards everything is racist so um it, again, it's just something you, you got third place, and so you had to garner attention to yourself and make you first place in the headlines. That's, that's yeah. to me, that's all it really amounts to. And so, you know, the, even if you thought those things, which I don't think that, should, that that person legitimately believes those things. No, otherwise, just do, do your job. Shut your freaking dude. Like in yeah. any job in America or anywhere, how many things do you disagree with with regularity at your job, and you keep your mouth shut about because that's what you're supposed to freaking do? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Keep in mind, she was invited to participate. You know what I mean? So, what a disrespectful freaking twat, dude. Just pure, pure, absolute disrespect. But, I mean, uh, and which it goes to show, America is the greatest country on the planet, hands down. Like, And if you don't, th- if, if she legitimately doesn't believe that, find a country, find an anthem, find a flag, pick one out of whatever, and go throw hammer for them. Like, well, kick rocks on out of here. Sure. But you hate this country so bad, and it's the worst, and it's racist, and yet you say, well, so why is it? It's because it's the best, and no, you know No, because it. it's oppressive, because that's what she said. And that's what they're all saying, the oppression. And so, you don't, if you tried to what she just did in China, you'd be dead. North Korea, you'd be dead, or in an enslaved labor camp. Yeah, and that's oppression. Where, where slavery actually still exists. Yeah. Dude, you can say whatever you want here, especially if you lean to the left with zero repercussions. Dude, you can't say anything even remotely. Like you said about, uh, was it Peyton Manning? Mm-hmm. Dude, dude's got to apologize for throwing a trophy that belongs to him. And then, well, that was that was Tom Brady. Tom Brady, yeah. okay. That's what I meant to say. That's why I was asking. Yeah. I couldn't remember which is which. Uh, but you want the guy to, to apologize for throwing a possession that you gave to him. That's mine. I, dude, I can throw in the ocean if I want, dude. Like, I can do whatever I want. It's mine. But you demand an apology. So, but Colin Kaepernick, we all saw what he did. You, you do whatever you want. Nobody's going to cancel you. Yeah. And, um... So you, you can it's it's completely safe to do what she's doing. That's not taboo. It's not edgy. Yeah. It's completely safe because your corporate sponsors, everybody supports it. Yeah. Everybody's like the people hate it. Regular everyday Americans, but regular everyday Americans aren't in control, which actually will give me a good opportunity. No, she went out there and did like what we talked about earlier with Tim Tebow. If you if you went out there earlier or, or went out there on the world stage and knelt in prayer or wore some kind of Christian shirt, shirt with a, a cross, a depiction of Christ, or anything like that. Now that that would be edgy, you know. Oh yeah, yeah that gets you censored. Like if you yeah. put John three sixteen under your eyes, didn't he do that one time? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, but like Colin Kaepernick, you can go out there and that guy wore socks that had uh, police depicted as pigs and sure. things like that, and uh, so. And here's why from Breitbart. Nike executive assures China Nike is a brand that is of China and for China. Nike CEO John Donahue rushed to reassure China's communist rulers that his sportswear company is all about working with them, saying that Nike is a brand that is of China and for China. 
Donahue made his comments during a phone conference with Wall Street analysts about Nike's fourth quarter earnings report. According to the BBC, Donahue told analysts that the recent report showed revenues doubled to $12.3 billion, beating expectations. The revenue helped push Nike to $1.5 billion profit compared to the $790 million loss the sports apparel giant suffered at the end of 2020. Donahue also reported that revenue in China alone had risen to $1.9 billion though that missed the expected $2.2 billion. Regardless, Donahue insisted that China was a vital part of Nike's customer base. Quote, we've always taken a long-term view. We've been in China for over 40 years, Donahue said, adding that Nike co-founder Phil Knight, quote, invested significant time and energy into China in the early days, and today we're the largest sport brand there. The reassurances, though, come on the heels of Nike's March statement, expressing only mild concern about the ongoing oppression of China's Uyghur minority. We are concerned with reports of forced labor and connected to the Xinjiang Uyghur Autonomous Region, the company said in a statement. Nike does not source products from XUAR, and we have confirmed that with our contract suppliers that are not using textiles or spun yarn from that region. Despite its proclamation that it worked to make sure its products are not made with slave labor, Nike also lobbied against a bill in Congress that would place a ban on goods produced by slave labor camps in China's Xinjiang region. Still, after a statement on slave labor, many media outlets in China began agitating against Nike and its products. So there you have it, dude. And I think that has so much to do with all of that. Um, and so it, it bears repeating. Despite its proclamation that it has worked to make sure its products are not made with slave labor, Nike also lobbied against a bill in Congress that would place a ban on goods produced by slave labor camps. <laughs> yeah, you guys, you guys are over here supporting Colin Kaepernick talking about slavery and oppression, dude. Nobody wants to hear it. And so, and I, so I'm going to kind of quick, quick hit here. And you I, think they see the hypocrisy in that? Well, I guarantee you they do. And so, cause check this out. And this is actually from today, if I'm not mistaken here, bear with me. This isn't the order we were going to go in, but Reverso is absent today who usually organizes our content. So also from Breitbart, recently surfaced video concerning diversity sparks backlash at ESPN. A video chat recorded, unknowingly recorded by white ESPN reporter Rachel Nichols has has caused hard feelings amongst the networks, many of the network staffers. The recording makes many feel that their white colleagues don't really support the network's drive for diversity if it ends up unseating whites from on-air roles. In the recording, Nichols is heard unloading on ESPN in a conversation with Adam... Mendelssohn, an advisor to L.A. Lakers star LeBron James and James's agent Rich Paul. In the July 2020 conversation, Nichols was furious about being passed over for an important NBA assignment and felt that the ESPN had given the hosting duties to the network's pregame and postgame shows during the NBA playoffs to Maria Taylor because she is black. Let me get down to the quote. Here we go. I wish Maria Taylor all the success in the world. She covers football. She covers basketball, Nichols said in the recording the Times wrote. If you need to give her more things to do because you're feeling pressure about your crappy long-time record on diversity, which, by the way, I know personally from the female side of it, like, go for it. Just find it somewhere else. You're not going to find it from me or take <clears throat> me or taking my thing away. Nichols then complained that ESPN decided to hurt her career to satisfy its needs for diversity. Hmm. Really? I just want them to go somewhere else. It's in my contract, by the way. This job is in my contract and writing, she continued. A few minutes after telling Mendelssohn that the network was, quote, feeling pressure to offer a more diverse on-air staff. 
For his part, Mendelssohn also professed frustration and diversity, saying, I don't know. I'm exhausted. Between Me Too and Black Lives Matter, I got nothing left. He then cautioned Nichols to tread carefully on the subject because ESPN is a, quote, snake pit. So those two stories in conjunction proved to, to me, this is all, what everybody has known all along, this is a facade. It's complete BS. You people don't believe the garbage that you're saying. Nike doesn't believe the garbage that they're saying. Colin Kaepernick might believe the bullshit he's saying, but nobody else does. They're, they're, so on one hand, it seems like they're taken hostage, but that's not reality. Like I keep saying, and I've always said, it's Chinese influence. Look at, look at what Nike said. You know what I mean? Look at the influence China has over Nike. China's the one behind it, dude. So there's a campaign against Nike in China just just because, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's bananas. And so that that's what the majority of this is. And so you, you can talk about oppression, and you can turn your back on the flag. You can, you can kneel for the anthem. You can do all those things. And look, let's say let's say that what what the hammer thrower was saying was accurate. Okay, that happened then. This is now. You have the benefit of being able to say that with zero repercussions. Did the people in China? Did this like I said already? Did did the slave camps? Does that not ring a bell with you? Does that not is that not worth mentioning? Like if slavery is bad, human enslavement is bad. What? Not only are you not saying anything. You're supporting the company that supports it, and so how and how do you actually know that Nike is not benefiting from from that? And even if they're not using those particular slave camps, they're using child labor, which is completely antithetical to American labor laws. And if you say anything about it, what does China do? They come after you. But I think that's why China's impregnated our society with so much of this nonsense and it's Marxism. So the critical race theory, which I'm sure will come up because it's been so prevalent in the news this, this week. Um, that's where that comes from. It's Marxist ideology, and you're, you're trying to influence American culture, and you're trying. They're trying to make us hate ourselves. They're trying to to make Americans hate what's great about this country. The obligation of each individual is to stop buying into the lie. Start do what we're doing. Start speaking out. Say something. Stop accepting it. Always, not, because the thing is, who do you really know? It, within your sphere of influence, that, that wholeheartedly heartedly believes in this, because I know some people second and third hand. But I don't know any, which I don't, I'm not friends with people that think like this, but I'll yield on that. Which I goes hand in hand with the, uh, the story from the Wee Spa. And you're saying people are starting to, it, or I mean, really all you can do is speak out. And I think people are tired of it. And uh, which this is, this is kind of off topic with the, the slave labor stuff, but this is also something that's pretty prevalent in our... Well, uh, the, the thing is, the gay stuff works in conjunction with it, too, because yeah. it's moral degradation. That's why they do it. That's why they're putting... Again, do you think that the Chinese military is glorifying transsexuality and say, oh, oh we have General He cut off Pepe. No, <laughs> they don't do that. But here they do. Yeah. Well, I cut off my penis. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you're influencing that stuff onto our soldiers. No, dude. Mm-mm. They're not doing that because that doesn't make you more formidable. That makes you less formidable. That, hence the reason China is impregnating our culture with this same nonsense. It works in conjunction. It's all the same. And just like that woman said, the Me Too movement and the Black Lives Matter movement, you can lump the LGBTQ+, plus just like in NFL. It's all the same. It's all communism, dude. So, the promotion of sexual, complete, unabated sexual deviancy 
is communism. Like, is that is that healthy culturally? Absolutely not. You'd be flying if you said that it was. And so that's why they don't have that there. That's why they have it here. Because they're helping put it here. And you've got a slew of useful idiot American morons. And in fact, hit that because I got one that will come right up after it. Sorry. There's a woman. You don't, so it's okay. I just want to be clear with you. It's okay. It's okay for a man to go into the women's section, show his penis around the other women, young little girls under age. Your spa, we spa, condone that. Is that what you're saying? Like I asked. It's so he, so he can stay there. He can stay there. What sexual orientation? I see a d- It lets me know he's a man. He, he's a man. He is a man. He is not no female. I love this woman. <laughs> so, lo- yeah, that's pretty basic. I mean, that's, that's pretty basic stuff. And for whatever reason, like, you just don't hear people say the, the, common, the common sense stuff. Like... This equals man. This equals woman. So, like this, this body part is a male body part. So, but, but this, which for people that haven't seen the video, this lady's standing behind glass and she's got her mask on, and you can't really hear what she's trying to argue. It's an Asian lady. By yeah, the way. it's an Asian lady, and it's it's we spy. And there's people that that clip. It's a little bit longer, but there's people over uh, at the next. You know, it, it almost looks like a bank, like there's little tellers behind mm-hmm. glass. But there's somebody, one little stall down, and they're like, I want my money back. Like, this isn't what we signed up for. We come to the spa, and like she said, there's young children and stuff in there. Like, I don't – so these people are like – and I, th- I, I believe that's in California. It's Los Angeles. So, yeah, where that's at. Go figure. So you got – well, I mean, but you still – I mean – you still got people out there that are that are that are rejecting well, this kind of stuff. Well, it's noteworthy that it's a black woman and uh, and black women stereotypically they they're one of the most testy people there. And so there there's a, a black female a, a street preacher for a lack of a better term, but she, uh, and for the life of me I can't remember her name. She's brilliant, but and she's cutthroat, lethal. And she's got that the same amount of moxie that 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 woman had. And so, basically, where uh, white liberal um, Antifa types will congregate and talk about race-based matters, she'll go and just wreck them. And, but that's one of the things that, that she talks about is they, you're talking about Black Lives Matter, but you're talking about black trans and the gay stuff. He's like, these, she'll talk about how they're not, they're not connected. Black people as a culture have always had disdain for gay stuff. Like that, they're culturally, tr- traditionally, they were they were conservative and Christian, and so what the left has done, if you notice, and it's a brilliant job by the left, they've tried to meld those two together. That's why they keep saying Black trans lives matter. I mean, if you see that, yeah, you're trying to make a marriage between the two that doesn't exist, and so they've tried for the longest time to compare civil rights for blacks to gays. They're not the same, and the debate can be made that you're you're which I think you'd be wrong to say that you're born gay. And that's one reason they say that is so they can entitle themselves to the same provisional civil rights that black people earned and fought for false, in my opinion. And that's what that woman's saying. This isn't the same. And so it, good for her, <laughs> but the, the Asian people, they're, they're stuck in the middle. They don't, they probably don't know what to do. Those Asian people. I don't think they, in my opinion, I wouldn't imagine they wanted that guy doing that. 
they're probably just scared. They're stuck in the middle. What, the, what are you supposed to, in Los Angeles especially, what, what the hell are you supposed to do in that situation? Under the way they live in the current you know, social structure and you know, cancel culture, for lack of a better term, they don't know what to do. What would you do? Well, that's, I mean, that's where it's up to the people. All you can do is speak out. And ultimately, when speaking out stops working, like, yeah. <laughs> you've got to go in there and handle that. Yeah. Like, you've got to get out of here, man. Yeah. That, that, like, that's this isn't where you belong. Like, I don't, and, and same thing as what she's saying. Like, I, I don't really care what you identify as. Like, it, I, it's irrelevant. Yeah, so, that's still a penis. Yeah, and you're still a man. Yeah. Like, you can feel like a woman all day long, but... And yeah. it, it, and even going back to the most basic precepts, at the, at the initial points of the conversation of transsexuality, anybody, I mean, it's the dumbest thing. Like, you you can be a complete... You can be Jeffrey Dahmer, you know, oh, like, I'm a woman. It's just the stupidest thing I've ever seen. I mean, it's just so arbitrary and nonsensical. But that opens... Um, I mean, that's, that's just a Pandora's box. And I saw this, uh, it's a, a white guy that went and actually, which this guy actually put forth the effort and I forget the guy's name, but he went and had surgery done to look like an Asian. <laughs> I saw, and they're all mad. And, yeah. And they're <laughs> they, mad. They need to which, stop Asian hate. <laughs> yeah. But that's what I'm saying. You, you open Pandora's box as far as it, man, if you can identify if, if a man can go in there and identify as a woman, then why can't then why can this guy not identify as Asian? It, why can he not identify as a clown? Like, my, why, yeah, I it, mean, why? Why is it not if 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 it's not ludicrous for a man to identify as a woman, then why is it so nuts for him to identify as Asian? I, I would love to play the devil's advocate and go and, and, and agree with you and take that to its logical conclusion, but in, in reality. People are mad because they because he that person would boil it down to being Asian as simplistic as the way he altered his face to make his eyes look like a stereotypical Asian yeah. person's eyes. But likewise, it's what you just said. <laughs> like that's what you're doing. Like, oh, if, if I that, cut this off, like it's not like that's still like no, you're no more male or female. The opposite sex of what you were born as is that dude is Asian just because you made your face look like that. Yeah, if, it's, if it's, that guy, I mean, by by their logic, not mine, but if that guy puts himself between two pieces yes. of bread and identifies as a ham sandwich, you've got to say, "Yep, you're a ham sandwich, buddy." <laughs> like that's all there is to it. <laughs> that guy would be a general general chicken sandwich, <laughs> right. but that's okay. No, but you can't deny him that that by by their logic. Yeah, for sure. No, absolutely, I agree, hundred percent. No, that that's. What you're saying is absolute 100% sound by their logic. And like, the, yeah. Mm. But in that same vein, here's another golden one. And so obviously we had a little bit of delay uh, between this recording and the last recording. So uh, happy 4th, everybody. Belated happy 4th of July, by the way. Uh, and so we have some, obviously the content we're dealing with right now is hopefully just left over from the uh, idiot uh, whatever they call last month for gay people, gay month, whatever you call it, I don't even remember the name, nor do I care. And if anybody does remember it, they shouldn't mention it because it's, this is meant to be a signifier of disrespect that we don't mention what you call last month in your world. Yeah, call, I call last month June. <laughs> Juneteenth or just June? Just June. <laughs> uh, and, and this is going to be a big shock. 
because Andrew Cuomo is not a pervert who had a bunch of accusations lobbied against him that got swept under the rug. New York Governor Governor Andrew Cuomo's youngest daughter isn't just out and proud. Oh, this is on End Time headlines, by the way. She's getting specific. <laughs> Goodness gracious. She's getting specific about her sexual orientation, sort of. Michael Kennedy Cuomo, Cuomo, 23, who came out in an Instagram post last month as queer, just to, and that's so came out in on an Instagram post. Our society is so sick. Like that's what, so queer is not offensive. Then is you it say, Michaela? hey, look at those queers over there. I mean, that's not offensive. I think it's Michaela. What I say, Michael. Yeah, I did really. Yeah. yeah well, thought, you know what? I, I was maybe I was thinking about Michelle Obama's Michaela. I, I wasn't paying attention. I was thinking about uh, Barack Obama's husband. Um. So and, queer, wait, but time out, time so out. So queer I, is not a derogatory term anymore. You can. I, I, that's okay now. Hold, hold, hold those queers over there. Hold that thought, because I had to explain this to somebody today. Like, uh, your wife's name is is Linda, right? Yes. So have you ever called Linda like? Lonnie, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, By accident. Yeah. Like, have you ever hey, called your your you know, wife Barbara Bob? Yeah. Hey, Larry. I don't mean <laughs> Linda. Like, <laughs> you, know, you know, Michael and I, dude, you've done it three times. <laughs> Most people, actually, pretty much everybody beside you has never done that. <laughs> Michael and so I. So it's not fair for, you know what I'm saying? Like, dude, so when if you're listening to this, don't take my word. Oh, that, it's a man. Look, dude, how many times have you called your wife, Jessica, uh, John? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Barbara, Bart. No, that doesn't yeah. happen. How, and also, how many times has my wife been on Ellen in a pantsuit with a pendulum <laughs> swinging between her legs? None. <laughs> the only thing I can think is maybe it was like a bottle of Pledge. She put it in there to clean some... I don't know. Like It looked like a tall boy. <laughs> Okay, anyways, back to the queer reference. So queer, queer is not offensive? I, I don't know. I guess we'll just have to try it out. I don't know. The rule book changes constantly. I, 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 I don't know if it's okay today. I use that term all the time. <laughs> because you work with a bunch of queers or what? Dude, it's the same as the other word that, that I use all the time. Like, dude, it's just, it's a, it's, and that's the thing. It's kind of a term of endearment. Refresh you know? my memory on that other word? No. So, anyways, that's she, like the uh, the shirt that Stephen Crowder's got that says, "What does it say? Communism is for figs." <laughs> <laughs> Cuomo, twenty three, who came out in an Instagram post last month as queer, declared herself demisexual this week during an appearance on Instagram. This isn't somebody that's been molested and starving for attention at all. "Quote demisexual people." You're, you're gonna only, have to fill me in on demisexual. I'm barking on okay. it. Only feel sexually attracted to someone <laughs> to someone when they have an emotional bond, according to WebMD. When I was in elementary school, I feared that I was a lesbian. Why would you fear that you're a lesbian if you're proud, you idiot? I thought you were born lesbian. <laughs> Dude, oh my god! Up. Just snuck right up on me. And, and see, here's Lesbian the problem. Now, when I was in elementary school, how would you see that? And here we go again. And so, uh, and I'll get to that next too. So we're, we're going to call this the end of uh, Gay Month uh, leftovers. And and do, I, I'd like to leave some of this because there's too much of this crap. We got to leave it behind to some extent, at least. Anyway, when I was in elementary school. I feared that I was a lesbian. While I was in middle school, I came out to my family and close friends as bisexual. When I was in high school, I discovered pansexuality and thought, 
that's the flag for me. And I've recently learned more about demisexuality and have believed that that identity resonates with me the most. She said on a live stream with Donato Tremuto, whoever that is, the former CEO of Tivity Health and donor to the Robert F. Kennedy Center, which employs her mother, Carrie Kennedy. Kennedy Kumo says she has always dreamed of a world in which nobody will have to come out because everybody's sexuality will be assumed fluid. Okay. But in a world that force-feeds cisgender heterosexuality, coming out of the closet is a lifelong process of unpacking internalized social construction and stigmas. She added that when she first came out as queer, she feared she would be perceived as attention-seeking. Yeah, you are, since it's hip or cool to not be hetero in my literal in my liberal bubble. Dude, what a train wreck. What an it's absolute... It's not cool to be hetero in your liberal bubble? Man, you should really get new friends. Well, not only that, like, that explains the entire the entirety of it, dude. Not to mention the amount of people that identify as homosexual that have, have uh, dealt with molestation. And so, give, and I'm not saying that this did happen. I'm just saying it seems plausible after all of the sexual misconduct that your father's been accused of. I wonder if he touched her. I don't know. Gay for you. She's wearing yeah, hats. Yeah, so gay that. for you. Uh-huh. What a what a wacko, dude. So, I mean, cr- that's so it, to to be so insecure about whatever it is that you are that you have to wear a hat. This female's got a hat on that says "Gay for you," uh, but to, and I don't and, believe she's classified as a female anymore. Yeah, yeah she's I mean, I, okay, yeah, and I mean, all that basically says is, you know, I want to live in a world where. You know, people don't have to come out because everybody's sexuality is just a fluid thing. Like, I, and that's basically saying, I want to live in Sodom and Gomorrah, where it's just you know everybody's just it's just one huge orgy, you know, with any and everyone just all the I, time. It's I'll like, never understand just a, the precedence of, of everything sex, 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 sex. Yeah, Dude, exactly. Can we not find something more productive to do with your time, you idiot? I, I mean, but I don't. But, I don't wear shirts that, like, advertise things all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't have to wear a T-shirt that advertises a thing all the time. But to have to go around with a hat all the time yeah. or some kind of piece of clothing that's, you know, that 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 kind of goes along with whatever it is that you're trying to push this week. Like, I have to, I have to go and buy a hat that, you know, that really just says something about... My sexuality. So look for our shirts like, coming next week that will be launched that will say, common man's common sense, happy heterosexual. Yeah. <laughs> well, my question is, dude, if you've been searching for whatever you are sexually since elementary school and you're 23, you're an idiot. What? What is this? I don't even understand. <laughs> elementary school to 23, you you thought you were a lesbian. You feared being a lesbian in elementary school. You thought you were a bi. You came out as bisexual in middle school. And you still haven't figured this out. Oh, it's, so it's not a societal issue that's complex that needs to be unpacked. You're a moron. You're an idiot. Now, you know what it is. I mean, it's it's a lack of, of Jesus Christ. I mean, they're just empty inside is well, what it I, is. And they're constantly searching for purpose and meaning, and they'll never find that. Well, but she also said, though, too, in her liberal bubble, so you have a, 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 a whole swath of morons talking this insane garbage it's like i talked about a couple weeks ago with i can't remember what the singular instant was instance was but the one upping of stupidity like how stupid can we go and so then 
and that's the thing. Gay has lost. Gay lost its luster. It's yeah. no longer super provocative and taboo and edgy to just be gay. So now demisexual. So demisexual is not just like a, a sexual thing. It has some kind of emotional attachment to to that. Yeah. So therefore, it, I could be in love with that door right there. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, like an emotional attachment. Like, you know, like I have with my wife. It's not just all sexual things before there was any of that there was an emotional aspect to the whole relationship well so, no because reverso like, has an emotional relationship you, with his mother-in-law but it's just not a positive <laughs> one but it's true it's just trying to rebrand the same stupid nonsense like you're, well you're you, just, you can you can boil that down to just trying to rebrand stupidity yeah. period yeah like you keep trying to put lips like different shades of lipstick on the same stupid looking pig and it just keeps looking stupid like i don't care what kind of rainbow <laughs> lipstick you put on it it's still a pig and it's still dumb oh, yeah. it's an absolute waste of time dude it's I'm confused, but, and I'll finish this off with this when we move on to this next thing. This is a tweet from, why do these people have these weird <laughs> names? Alan Murrup, I can't pronounce the last name, don't care because it's irrelevant. Sesame, this is a tweet, Sesame Street has always been a welcoming place of diversity and inclusion, so I'm excited to introduce Nina's brother Dave and his husband Frank and their daughter Mia to our sunny street. Our Family Day episode drops today on HBO Max and on YouTube. I'm so honored and humbled to have co-directed this important and milestone episode. Love is love, and we are so happy to add this special family to our Sesame family. Happy Pride to all! Which one of them had the kid? I mean, uh, what, what, uh, how'd you guys obtain a child? Man, it just seems like all this gay stuff has just been accelerated. Like, it has. Crazy. At a crazy rate. Crazy rate. It's coming from every direction. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they've definitely put the pedal down on that movement. That is, that, what, but but that, that stuff like that is why people like his daughter... Or in elementary school, that should never have even been a thing. That you fear being a lesbian in elementary school. Number one, you're a liar right off the bat. You didn't think that in elementary school, unless you were going to a school that had infused the curriculum with this bullcrap. Yeah, which I suppose in New York is possible. Sick dude, just just sick. I'm ready to move on. I mean, I, I can tolerate that a lot more if if they weren't like the, even the any of the movement really and then you have to involve children in it mm-hmm. like it's it's always that young impressionable mind that you have to throw in there like like you said it's not enough to be gay we've got to have like a, a young influential person here that we can also try and uh try and i don't know raise gay yeah, but I, don't, it, I don't know what they do with kids I, I i i can speculate well i think there's two different things going on and there usually is I think that the uh, American perverts see an opportunity for um, for pedophilia to, to, to warp the minds of these children. But I think from the communist tactic standpoint of this same movement, oh, in, in China, they indoctrinate the people, the, their citizens as babies, to, to communism. And that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to affect influence at such a younger and younger age so that you toe the line and tear apart the, the social construct that America tr- has traditionally been. Um, for for foreign foreign entities benefits this doesn't benefit 
us as a whole at all. This creates more division, more confusion. And I think that's pretty undeniable, dude. Even if, even if, if you can play devil's advocate for a minute, if you, if you thought like a leftist, how could you make the argument that nonsense like this makes a stronger as a collective whole? How? Because I, because, and I'm pretty, I like to think that I, I, I can look at these things from, from an analytical standpoint and be at least somewhat unbiased at least in a thought process, separate it from my political beliefs. I don't see any argument to the contrary how this doesn't make us worse. Do you? No. No, I really don't. I don't see how you can take that that young mind, that young person, that blank slate, and just corrupt and contort and distort. Like, just... it. it that's completely perverse, man. And... And I, I don't, I know this is a common man, common sense, but a lot of my, a lot of my belief system comes from the Bible and yeah. And the Bible talks about people, um, that, that would do things to children and it, and it doesn't speak well of them. And so I, I hate it. I hate it for the children that are put in this, in, in these situations and, uh, and for the people that put them there. But I mean, look Good what it luck. says about homosexuality in Leviticus. What is it? Twenty thirteen says, "If a man shall lie with another man, his head should be cut with his own blood on his own head." Yeah, and that's what I was saying. Like the there's a scripture about you know people that would that would harm a child. It'd be better for you to have a millstone wrapped around your neck and you know thrown in the bottom of the ocean. And so <laughs> that's a pretty bad death. Yeah, that, that's that's not something I would want. And Man, I'm telling you, just children should not be subjected to that. I'm sure we'll have more on the next episode. I'm I'm ready to I'm ready to move on, dude. Sorry. What do we yeah, have? Yeah, the whole thing's taxing. Oh, this is uh this is Jen Saki. She's uh oh, what's the guy's name? He's a uh, he's from Fox. He's the White House worst. Peter Doocy. Yes, Doocy. Um but he's uh I gotta take a two. <laughs> so he's, she's, uh, they, the White House had put out a tweet or something about how, you know, this, this Fourth of July, which Happy Fourth of July to everybody, is gonna be, uh, is gonna be sixteen cents cheaper than last Fourth of July. So he's, uh, he's taking her to task on that. This is gonna be, oh goodness. Rescue plan. And I don't have time to read out all their names today. Okay, on another subject, the official White House account tweeted yesterday, the cost of a 4th of July cookout is down 16 cents from last year. 16 cents? There, there <laughs> has been a reduction in some of the costs of key components of the 4th of July, a 4th of July barbecue. So that was it, what the tweet was noting. So does the White House think that 16 cents off a barbecue has more of an impact on people's lives than gas being a dollar more this time? I would say if you don't like hot dogs, you may not care of the reduction of costs. You don't have to like hot dogs. But a reduction of, I will say that what we are most focused on is the fact that we've created now more than 3 million jobs since the president took office. That's what we're focused on and continuing to implement additional uh, components of his economic build back better agenda. Go ahead. And that's it. But yeah, so... I mean, really, what are people focused on? Oh, okay, yeah, we can save sixteen cents on, on what? But 
And I mean, that's what I was telling my wife the other day. We had 50 cents off on Kroger points and gas is still 60 cents higher than where Trump had it. So like, what does it really matter? Like, what what are you saving? Dude, they, they're trying to polish Absolutely a turd. Absolutely all they're doing. Um, yeah. And that 3 million jobs thing, man. And I just came back from Florida, and I, which I see it where I live. And I also saw it down in Florida, which Florida, great state and you know, DeSantis and all that stuff, man, like kudos to that guy. But I mean, I saw nearly no one wearing a mask down there, mm-hmm. but they're talking about these 3 million jobs, which is absolute. That that's a lie. As far as I'm concerned, if they created any jobs at all, well, I won't even say they created any, those are probably jobs that are coming back from all the shutdowns that we endured mm-hmm. in 2020. Sure. So, and I saw it down there in, in restaurants and I see it in my hometown too, but in, in that these places are understaffed. If you go to any, any restaurant, you know, here, there, whatever, they had uh, like outdoor malls and things like that. These places were closing before the sun went down Mm -hmm. because they have no one to work. So. I, I, oh, we can't find. I, I don't know what kind job. of free money, free yeah, money. Yeah, I don't know if you created jobs. I don't know where you would find people to fill them. Mm-hmm. So, because there's jobs to be found. If you went down to Florida right now, you could find a job and and like you know what? I don't like this job. It sucks. Quit that afternoon. You would be employed again that day. Yeah. yeah, there's signs up says immediate, you know, immediate interviews and all that kind of stuff. And when I was just on my little trip, I was talking to a guy. He actually approached me and started talking, and uh, he was from Cuba. And he he was uh, he's probably in his fifties or so, I'd say. And so his dad actually left because he opposed the Castro brothers. And this guy says his family still has almost twenty thousand acres in Cuba. They were a very wealthy family obviously. And so they had to flee because this guy's mother was friends of Castro's girlfriend. And she said, y'all have to leave. He's about to kill y'all because what was going on is all these squatters were coming on this guy's land and they would go through every day and get them off and get them off. And the Castro said, no, you can't do that. I mean, they can, they have the right to be on your land like that. And he's like, no, no, we can't do that. And so he left and, and, he got fake papers made, and he went to Europe. And uh, he says, man, he said, I tell, and, and this guy did. I mean, he came to me and started talking to me about how terrible communism is. And he says, all this stuff that you see in the news, we've seen it before. Venezuela, I have friends from Venezuela, they've seen it before. He said, so now, he says, sometimes my wife starts getting mad at me, whatever. But he said, I tell as many people as I can how how much of it is a lie and how it's all fake. And so I started talking to my cousin and, and the other two guys that were with us. I said, man, I was talking to this guy. He's from Cuba. Oh yeah. He told us all about it too. So he's literally like <laughs> he's telling- storming the beaches <laughs> and telling everybody how, how bad it is. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. That's awesome. And I actually saw on that same note the other day, they were, you know, cause they're implementing all of this, you know, pro communism curriculum and stuff in colleges. And they actually had a, uh, a college that was like, you know, well, if, if, if we're going to implement that, then we need to hear the other side of the, of, uh, of the spectrum. And they had people speaking that had escaped Soviet Russia. And, uh, and we're talking about 
you know, their experiences, all negative experiences from escaping communism. So, yeah, I mean, obviously I've, I think it's I've, more intellectually honest to, to only have one side. Yeah. Uh, to, to circle back real quick though, the way that, that she completely avoided his question yeah, and, no. and the, the absolute absurdity of the 16th sense, like, and then her indignation when, oh, we're going to change, like, the assist she gets from everybody but him when dealing with the media, like, oh, yeah, we're going to switch topics. Oh, yeah, great. Like, well, God. just her little smarm and stuff. If you don't yeah. like hot dogs, I mean, it's, you know, yeah. she's, which, and the difference you would see with her predecessor is that, and like President Trump, she would meet head on, like, she had her granted she had notes but she would dig dig down and and fight back you try to you're you're it's not good but you bob weave dip slip and change the subject you're you're not good at this well, like you said no good. it's a lot easier when everyone in the room is is sure. complicit right and like when but, you're speaking in an, a largely speaking in an echo chamber yeah. you know minus probably that one guy mm-hmm. um then yeah, it, it makes her job a little bit easier. And, and also makes to, it easier to employ the standard tactic of one of the, the primary um, cornerstones of liberal debate style behavior is that you uh, smarm that you, you you talked about equates to quote like quote unquote winning. Like as long as you're more smart aleck and and cutting and skating and then boom, you cut away. You look at that as a win. Intellectually, it's not It's not a win. Factually, it's also not a win. Yeah, but she's that, just kind of dismissive. Of, right, but it's part and parcel of her mindset. Smarm and, and cutesy nonsense equates to, to winning, but none of it's even real. Like, I, And I've, I've talked about this for a long time and, and noticed it for a, the longest time. Liberals always want to have that little cutting, little smart. Like like we saw with Jimmy Kimmel and, and all those guys. Like the little the smart, and uh, what's the one guy? The little the guy with a messed up ear. Uh, Colbert, like to just to be smart at Bill Maher, like doesn't matter what reality is. Just uh, so, for example, whenever uh, Ann Coulter was on Bill with that panel, I think it was on Bill Maher, Maher's show, and they asked her who who the most likely uh, to win the Republican nomination was uh, in twenty fifteen or sixteen, and she said, "Right now, uh, Donald Trump." And everybody laughed and mocked her, and then he <laughs> won the president. Not, not only did he win the nomination, he won the entire presidency. And so that that's kind of exemplary of what I'm talking about. And she embodies those tactics in totality. She's she's terrible. But Yeah, like, and that's which there was a guy that came on Tucker Carlson. I was trying to see who it was, but they did a because uh, I know we we had talked about Kamala Harris and her cackling and stuff, and you had attributed attributed it to her being a pillhead. But they were they were kind of trying to break down why it is that she's always got that weird uncomfortable cackle when she's in, you know, when she's in some sort of uh, position where she's just not comfortable and uh, like being asked a tough question or something like that. It's like a, it's like a stall tactic mm-hmm. that, that helps your mind kind of catch up mm-hmm. and, and try and lay out whatever next lie it is that you're, uh, that, you, that you're willing to lay out. Yeah. It's no wonder that she'd be uncomfortable. And I, and I said this in a different capacity and I, I um, a, a, f- a few shows ago, is that you're you're just not intelligent. You're not armed up with the truth. And, and 
when all of your rhetoric is based on absolute fiction and lies, why wouldn't you be uncomfortable? If you weren't operating in, uh, in the wavelength of even remote truth, how could you be comfortable? Imagine if we were sitting here, like, I believe everything we're saying on this show 100%. Like, I wouldn't say anything that I didn't believe to be accurate or true. And that also includes Michael Obama's schlong. Yeah. So, um, But therefore, it makes it a little bit easier because next week I don't have to remember the lie that I told <laughs> Absolutely. last week. Uh, it's just lies, a touch easier. We're, we're going we're gonna to have a repeat <laughs> lie here. But I did want to cover one thing, though. Uh, that, that we don't have the audio is kind of long. People need to look up uh, Vernon Jones versus CNN reporter. Uh, me and Rex actually talked about this the other day, but it's one of the most beautiful exchanges I've ever seen. Um, actually, not it wasn't an exchange at all. It was a one-sided verbal slaughter. <laughs> so uh, Vernon Jones is uh, uh, ex Democrat. It's a black man that's running for the governor of Georgia, and uh, so he was uh, with Rudy Giuliani, and you had a little pencil neck dweeb from CNN. Um, question Rudy Giuliani, Vernon Jones steps in and basically takes, he reverses everything. So he, uh, man, we should, we could potentially pull, pull the audio, but man, it's uh, it, his, de- from his demeanor to his tactics. So he basically, we're, let, let's put the camera let's, on this guy. He starts asking him questions, puts his arm around him, just as, as lighthearted, but still scathing. It's, it's hard to explain. It's one of the best, it's probably one of the top, three to top five political beatings I've ever seen in my life. Uh, so I guess we're going to have to look it up. Yeah. It's, it's a five-minute clip. but in, And I didn't plan on actually covering it in its totality, but since I was kind of expounding on her, uh, well, we can check it out. I've actually got it here. I can send it to you. Shunned in New York. Do you have any idea what happens if you support Donald Trump in a left-wing place? You lose your job. You have your children threatened. You have to move. I expected that decision. It's intellectually dishonest. They they say I lied. They don't look at the affidavits I offered to them that shows I'm telling the truth. It's part of the cover, and it's part of the problem we have when we have a one-party place like New York. It's the reason we have so much crime. The crime is Cuomo's crime and de Blasio's crime. Uh, they run the state like a dictator. I want to step in for a second. I want you to ask the Attorney General Garland. I want you to ask him, why is it that he wants to come to Georgia and investigate Georgia's so-called Jim Crow laws? But he won't investigate or even ask for a forensic audit in the 159 counties in Georgia. He won't even look at Stacey's law, how it was used in, the, in our elections versus state law. Now, that's a fact, and that's an undisputed violation of the Constitution. I'll ask you, was the drop-off boxes used in 2020 elections? Was it? Confusion. Was it used in the 20? He already election? doesn't know what to do. Now be as bold as you were bold to ask Rudy Giuliani question. I'm asking you now. Did were the drop-off boxes used? Let's put the camera on him. Put, let's put the camera. Brilliant, on him. dude. Now, was the drop-off boxes used? Now, now bring the Puts his arm around him. Who? What press are you with? I'm with CNN. He's with CNN. Were the drop-off boxes that were used in? Can our you pause election? that for just a second? He's with CNN. He's with CNN. 
So for those that aren't going to look this up, like this is kind of the doughy pot belly glasses, uh, turkey, turkey necked, uh, liberal shill reporter that d- does as he's told. And again, employs those same little smarmy tactics. And this dude now feels like a little worm on a big hook because he's got the camera turned on to him and he's having, <laughs> he's about to get his verbally laid out yeah. with what's and, called the career ender. And yeah, and he probably believes in all of this leftist ideology. Like he's probably bought into it. And honestly, he probably has no idea why. That plus, just like the people from ESPN that, that disagree with all that, he, and Vernon Jones is going to cover it. He, I can't say it better than Vernon Jones, but it's, what he does here is so succinct. But you can tell by the mannerisms of the, the white liberal reporter, he does not like the fact, and because and he, he's stupefied because it's a black man. You're not supposed to question, you're, you're, you're supposed to be anti-racist, this, that, and the other. But he also doesn't like the fact that a black man's disagreeing with a narrative that he's been taught that black people are supposed to believe because he's towing that line. That's one of the reasons that makes this so, so lethal. Vernon Jones, I'll tell you this, for, um, you know, racist Trump supporters, and I said this directly the other day, I totally believe this, and, and everybody that listens to this will agree when, after you get done hearing this audio, if Vernon Jones conducted himself like this with regularity, which by all accounts he does, because this isn't the first time he's done something like this, if Donald Trump said, I'm not running in 2024, but I'm going to give my full support and endorsement to Vernon Jones, all the racist Trump supporters would vote for Vernon Jones. Vernon Jones, yeah. a black man, without a question. I guarantee it. Yeah, it, absolutely. Because he he does... Racist wh- in quotes, by the way. Right, exactly. R- he does what Trump does. And don't get me wrong, I, I love Donald Trump, obviously, but Vernon Jones, this is one of the most eloquent and smooth, where, where Donald Trump is like... Uh, I don't know what's like a hard, like caustic liquor that's hard to drink, like fireball. You know what I mean? Like this dude is like bourbon. Like he's cutting your head off clean and smooth, dude. This is just where Donald Trump wields a hammer. This guy has a katana blade. It's great. What's your name? This is Mr. Sears. Were the drop-off boxes used in the 2020 election and the 2021 runoff, were those drop-off boxes written to state statute? Are you open to looking to see if it worked? Sir, I just asked questions. No, I'm may just I asking ask, you a question. So ask was it you? No, was ask it, you've asked me a question already. Was it? Was it? Was it? You are you going to look into it? May I ask you a question? See, here's, here's CNN. Because CNN is about controlling Negroes. That's what it's saying. Controlling Negroes. That's what CNN is about. They don't want people of color to have conservative thoughts. He's here to keep me running and keep me from being the governor of the state. Why? Because liberals, they do, want, they do not want blacks thinking for themselves. They're here for Stacey Abrams. You know and I know that the drop-off boxes were not in the state statute. You know and I know that the ANET signature verification was not in the statute, right? We both know that. Now, I want you to look in that camera. Are you going to investigate that? Sir, there are many people in our organization. I want you to look in this camera right here. Are, are you going to investigate that? Thank you, guys. He's not done. All they want to do is control their liberal narrative. And that's it. That's a prime example of it. So you all have never had me on your show before because you know Joe Biden is a bigot and you don't want me on there calling Joe Biden a bigot. Joe Biden said that black people, (laughs) Joe Biden said that black people are disproportionately affected by COVID because they don't know how to go on the internet. 
Joe Biden just said that black people, businesses, or entrepreneurs, they're bad entrepreneurs, or they, they're not good entrepreneurs or successful entrepreneurs because they don't have lawyers and they don't have accountants. Well, I have both lawyer and accountant, and just so happened they're black. I didn't have them because they're black, because they were the best. So Joe Biden is a bigot. You know it, and I know it. But CNN wants to put people on there that carry their narrative. CNN is bigoted, CNN is race-based, and they're racist, and they use you to carry out their racist agenda. And it's sad. Georgia and he nodded in the affirmative. We racism in Georgia. We don't want that stuff. We want to we want to get along, families. But CNN, your building was, was terrorized by Black Lives Matter. But you didn't want to talk about it. We were also bombed. You didn't want to talk about we're it. Also Black Lives Matter. Black, Black Lives Matter attacked your building, downtown Atlanta, didn't it? And Antifa, right? There was also Trump supporters who sent mail packages to people like Okay, but who right. bombed, sure there who was. bombed or who attacked and broke windows at CNN during the riots? Was it Black Lives Matter and Antifa? Was it or was it not? No. You do not know. I'm shocked that you don't know. I'm shocked that you do not know. I'm shocked that you don't know. There's also a police precinct within. Look at his face, dude. Oh, this, man. Uh, do I still have a job? So you're a reporter. Uh, you're supposedly, you know, you're supposed to be boots on the ground, like going and finding yeah. the story and reporting the news. And you don't know <laughs> who attacked the CNN headquarters. You're, the well, company it, that you represent, you have no idea who attacked that building in it, Atlanta. In his defense, at the, in the, during the moment, he probably didn't know a lot of anything. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes. Damn, why is this happening to me? Like, yeah, I mean, this this guy got both of his eyes blacked from an interview. Which, like, he's cross-eyed right there. That he was supposed to be conducting. <laughs> the, the thing is, why didn't they air this on CNN? Because, see, they thought they were going to get a little gotcha moment. And so, like I said before, and I said this to Rex the other day, this isn't the first time that Vernon Jones has done something like this. But it's like... And, and I use the analogy, if, and I, I'm, I'm sorry to nerd out, but at the end of the uh, the first Ninja Turtles movie, <laughs> the Shredder jumps down onto a building, and each turtle takes his turn trying to kick his ass, and they all fail. <laughs> so, like, you keep sending different reporters, and they keep getting their asses kicked, dude. <laughs> like, eventually, you're going to tap out and say, now nah, we ain't sending nobody else. Leave him alone. So how's that going to work? In the gubernatorial debates, whenever they eventually occur, that yeah. and which that's going to be that with this dude on there, that that would be nationally syndicated. At least I'd hope because I would watch it. Yeah, I like that guy, dude. He's good. That guy drew blood without even hitting him. <laughs> I don't know what happened, like, <laughs> dude. When he put his arm around him, that that's the yeah. best because this this dude just didn't know what to do. That was that guy that woke up the following morning. He was still on his heels. Which, but the, the point with that, the whole thing with that is that. That's how you treat these people, dude. And which there, were, there was a video, too. CNN walked up to a Trump supporter at one of his many rallies that we'll discuss in a minute in comparison to this next thing. But, and the guy said, uh, I can't remember what they asked him. He just said, F you. And yes. are, you from, are you from here? Nope. <laughs> Keep it moving, dude. Go away. Everybody hates you. And, dude, the majority of the country, is it stands against all that. And so... Um, take heart, people. This isn't this isn't going to last. It can't like because this is built on a foundation of sand. It's a house of cards. Um, America's not ready for communism. I, I, I and I don't know where we're going to go from here. Sometimes I'm pessimistic. Sometimes I'm optimistic. But yeah, it depends on the day. Well, we, we, dude, we're not built for this, dude. It's, this this isn't going to work. And and so well, I'm hoping now that. They're getting rid of all the COVID relief stuff and 
you know, the extra money or whatever per week that's going on to on it, you know, that's added on to the unemployment. And now that all of that, I believe ended in at the end of June, mm-hmm. um, maybe people will get back to work. I, maybe you can satisfy your time doing other productive things. That, that would be good. But yeah. the, the bad part about that is if the only thing that was people keeping people at home was that government check, what does that say about said people in America's state as a whole? Oh yeah. That these people would sit at home for a government check. And I know people that complained about people on welfare sitting at home, not working to get a measly check from the government. So, and how, in addition to that, how does it look on your resume if you come to me wanting a job and I see that you took advantage of this and sat on your butt for a year, dude, I don't want to work with you. Like, because yeah, well, it's useless. Yeah, it's because that's always going to be a point of contention. I'm never going to respect you. And in fact, not only am I going to respect you, I'm going to bust your chops about it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. dude, no, nah, I don't think so. So, uh, but as far as, you know, Trump, the support for Trump and, and what reality is, this is Joe Biden at a, uh, in, in Michigan. And uh, this is a crowd um, that knew he was going to be there. What does that look like to you? About 20, 20, that's about 20 people, 30 max. About, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll give him the benefit of that. We'll say 30, even though I don't, it's not quite 30. Yeah, and, you and, can see on this end how it dwindles down. There's like one person well, right over there. What, one reason I can tell you that's not a massive Trump crowd is because it's a stick with a rope. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> the, the people are barred off by a stick with a rope in the, in the secret survey. Sur- that's not a rope either. That's a string. Yeah. String. That, Thank that's you. not even worthy to hang your clothes on. Like it's that's really, really, that not. wouldn't even make a good clothesline. No. And, and you can see that that little broomstick or whatever that is, is, is about to tip over, but not, not because people are leaning against it because there's not enough people to exert enough pressure. <laughs> Oh, goodness. That's 30 people, including Joe Biden's security we, team. And, yeah, that's a lot. Sure and there's 29 of them. Yeah. <laughs> Good God, he gravitates right to the young kids. What am I doing? Yeah, yeah, because he probably saw the children. What are all you adults doing here? Yeah, Good but night. so um, two Trump rallies in the last week and a half, and uh, the one from Sarasota, Florida, which was yesterday, is the third. Yeah, and so I watched both of those live on uh, Right Side Broadcasting Network, and uh, so between the they they got kicked off of YouTube for airing the first Trump rally. So they moved over to Rumble, and then they set a record for Rumble viewers that was uh, over a quarter million. It was 300,000 live stream views, and uh, which um, Sarasota had like a horrific storm. So everybody's lined up waiting. People showed up the day before to see President Trump. And so... um, uh, which it had to be at capacity. There's 30,000 people stood through inclement, like drenched inclement weather to see him speak for an hour to an hour and a half. He spoke for a long time, but uh, this dude has 20 people show up. It's, this is so ludicrous. It's so preposterous to even suggest that this, this person won. But yeah, so here he is telling this sweet story again. 
This is not the original one. This is the second time he's told this nonsense. And a guy named Angelo Negri came up. He goes, Joey, baby, grabs my cheek like that. And I thought they were going to shoot him. I really did. I said, no, 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 no. He's a friend. He's like, what the hell? And he said, big deal, Joey. A million, whatever it was, 300,000 miles. You know how many miles you travel on Amtrak, Joey? And I said, no, Angie, I know. And he said, at retirement dinner, we calculated it. We estimated it. 127 days a year. When they named a station after me in my city, someone complained that Biden was using his influence. And a guy named Angelo Negri came up and yeah, goes. So that guy retired in like 1994, which none of that coincides. That's a, it's a blatant, absolute lie. I wonder why they keep letting him tell that lie. Or do you think they can't stop him? No, he's he probably thinks in his own mind that that really happened. I don't know. Yeah. He's got a long history of lying and plagiarism. We've already covered that. Yeah, so, but that's what I'm saying. Like he's told that lie long enough that yeah, that's like, true. Even he believes. He, it. Yeah, even he believes it. And then you know when he's because he did tell it with a lot of gusto. Zoe, baby, <laughs> he's like the dad from Full or not Full House. What's yeah. the other one? Who's the boss? Yeah. <laughs> I, this, this guy. Yeah, and then Tony, somewhere. So basically, Tony Danza grabbed him by the cheek. <laughs> Joey, baby. Yeah. yeah, like somewhere in, in all of that dementia, like it grasped like one thought, you know, one memory, and then it kind of just expounds upon that, and he thinks that it really happened. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's... This is really, he really grabbed my cheek. Like, he, he reenacted, like, the, the guy grabbing his cheek. Joey, baby! <laughs> like, he he thinks that it happened. He's he's convinced of it. Yeah, it makes, that makes one of us. <laughs> of what about the, the NSA? So, Tucker Carlson came out, not not came out like, uh, like people think. <laughs> not like that. Um, so, he, uh, he said... Uh, it was sometime this past week. So on Tucker Carlson tonight, host uh, host said Monday that the the National Security Agency is spying on him and plan to leak his communication efforts in efforts or his communication in efforts uh, to cancel his show. So Tucker, this is a quote from Tucker. Um, it's not just political protesters in the government. Uh, is spying on. Yesterday, we heard from a whistleblower within the U.S. government who reached out to warn us that the NSA, the National Security Agency, is monitoring our electronic communications and is planning to leak them in an attempt to take this show off the air. So, now that's a shocking uh, that's a shocking claim and ordinarily would be skeptical of it uh, because it's illegal for the NSA to spy on American citizens. It's a crime. It's not a third world country. Things like that should not happen in America, but unfortunately they do. And in this case, it did happen. The whistleblower, who is a person who is in the know, repeated back to us information about the story we're working on that could only have come directly from my texts and emails. There's no other possible source uh, for that information, period. Um, So he's got somebody from inside that said, Hey, and of course, like he's he's not gonna say his source, but that say, hey man, we've we've obtained this information from from text, from emails, from whatever, and so the NSA in 
I guess today's fashion tweeted. They just the NSA tweets now. I don't know that they send like formal letters or whatever, but not not denying it. So their response to that was on June twenty eighth, twenty twenty one. Tucker Carlson alleged that alleged that the National Security Agency had been, quote-unquote, monitoring our electronic communication and is planning to leak them in an attempt to take the show off the air. This allegation is untrue. Tucker Carlson has never been an intelligence target of the agency, and the NSA has never had plans to try and take his program off the air. NSA has uh, a foreign intelligence mission. We target foreign powers to generate insights on foreign activities that could harm the United States, which limits exceptions, uh, with limited exceptions. NSA may not target a U.S. citizen without court order that explicitly authorizes uh, their targeting. So they denied it, but not really. Yeah. Um, in saying that he hasn't been an intelligence target, but really all that would mean was somebody that he was in correspondence with text and email and whatever could be an intelligence target. And therefore you're a byproduct of that. And I mean, what would it honestly in, in today's administration, what would it take for them to, to target him or anybody else that he was, you know, speaking with on any matter of subjects. Oh, it fits right in with their methodology. I mean, that's frightening, but that's, and if they can do it to him, don't think they they can't and don't do it to whoever they please. Uh, we already and that's like and that's scary. But honestly, like that dude, he's he's one of the mainstream, probably one of the only mainstream people in the media that that I would watch and consider uh, to be, you know, truthful and uh, and to actually do some true journalism. So that that is scary that they are you know, tracking his, his correspondence with, with other people, but man, Hey, I'd wear that as a badge of honor, man. Good on you. Like if, if if they're doing that to you, then, you know, good on you. You're doing the right thing. Yeah. But they're not going to let people do the right thing for, for much longer. Trump was on Hannity and he asked him if, if he had decided on a 2024 run and he said yes, which that doesn't he that doesn't mean that yes he is running. It says that he's made up his mind about whether he is or is not going to run, which I'd, I'd say. I don't see how that guy can't run. Not me either. I, I think that's what the people want. Oh, I guarantee you. That's what the people wanted in 2020. Yeah. That's what the people voted for overwhelmingly. And be the so, only president to win three times back to back yeah. to back. And so, and dude, my, my question is, is, is this with people that don't believe their, the election was stolen is when, how many times does CNN and all the mainstream media news outlets have to be caught lying? How many times does not only do they have to be caught lying, but lying in direct contradiction to what Donald Trump had said, Donald Trump's proven right time and time and time again. And that's what he said at this last rally. Wait till you see what I'm, I'm right about next. Everybody know, and so the crowds, you know, yelling about the election fraud. Thirty thousand people, and keep in mind, you, there was somewhere between six hundred thousand to a million at on January sixth. Um, they're going to prove election fraud. Nobody knows what's going to happen when they do, but um, but just like Rudy Giuliani, Rudy Giuliani was saying in that other video, man, just supporting Donald Trump, dude. It, it's just those same communist style tactics. Look what they do. The New York prosecutors are, have lobbied charges on him. 
um, they're they're fictitiously trying to sit there and, and get the CFO of the Trump organization. It's just they're commies, man. Like, and they're taking their cue from communist advisors. Like, they're getting, in my opinion, they're getting guidance from other commies, probably in China, probably in Russia. So the people that are sitting there pointing the finger, screaming the loudest that there's uh, Russian influence on the election. Time and time again, those same people, every time the Democrats accuse somebody of something, they get caught doing that very thing, from child molestation to gun trafficking, the whole nine yards, um, to stealing elections. And so the crazy thing is, you know, the, they scream for four years that there was Russian interference. They spent millions and millions of American taxpayer dollars and vilified and um, harassed duly elected president for, his, for four years on the the false premise that the election was stolen with Russian interference, then the election actually gets stolen. And, and again, anybody that thinks that Hillary Clinton is an honest, trustworthy person for Joe Biden, because they're, they're cut from the same cloth. Hillary Clinton's probably a little more corrupt. If you think these are believable people, that's on you. And you're, if you think they're honest and believable people, you're an absolute idiot. If you think they're more trustworthy than Donald Trump, you're an absolute idiot. Period. No question. So I, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm, I, which he said that, that he's going to make an announcement on uh, the seventh, July seventh, in reference to uh, a big announcement in reference to uh, Americans' first, uh, first amendment right to free speech. So nobody knows what what exactly it is. I'm assuming. See, uh, Jason Miller, one of his uh, aides. They, he's um, the director for a new uh, social media website. Like It's kind of like Twitter, Getter, G-E-T-T-R. I don't know if it has to do with that or, or I'm sure that, because that, I, don't, I don't know if there's an official Trump account on that one yet, but maybe it has something to do with that. But um, And if it's not that one, it'll probably be another one. It's all speculation at this point, but he'll be making some kind of announcement on the 7th. But the way he's kind of selectively kept himself in the news cycle and kind of picked his spots um, of attack with the, the timing and, and the rhetoric. I th- he's doing what he's always done, and people are, people continually discount Donald Trump's ability to, to win. You know, and, and I think I've talked about this on here before. I'm not saying that Donald Trump's going to be reinstated to, to, the, to the office of presidency with the, that I believe he rightfully won. Um and this isn't this isn't a QAnon deal. I'm not saying it's because there there's people embedded in the government that're going to you know do this this and this and arrest people and have all this mass arrest. What I'm saying is what's going to happen when they they prove to, the majority of the country wants Donald Trump back in there. The majority of the country voted for Donald Trump. He got more votes even with the fraud. He got more votes than any sitting president. More votes than Barack Obama. So. What's going to happen when they prove unequivocal fraud in multiple states? Because you're going to start to hear, you're, you're already starting to hear rumblings out of Arizona that it's bad. It's very bad. He won Arizona. And that what I can't remember how many electoral votes Arizona is. I want to say it's 10 or 11, if I'm not mistaken. And yeah, so, I think you're right. I think um, it's 11. And so Pennsylvania looks, they're, they're, the, the legislature in Pennsylvania is trying to queue up and get their own forensic audit done by the same people. And so what you're going to see is in the mainstream media, which you're already seeing, is they're going to try to discredit the people doing the audit. And so don't attack the results, attack the people performing the audit. And so, and that, that whether that's legit or not, will be have to, fought, have to be fought out in court. Yeah, which is their, and their argument is, 
Well, we've had a recount. Yeah. And and all yeah, and yes, they absolutely they have. You have a recount and you've recounted the same illegitimate illegitimate ballots, you know, two and three times over. Yeah. So it's, what we want is an audit yeah. so that you can tell which ones are illegitimate. And, right. and because one, if you keep counting the same illegitimate ones, you still keep getting the same result. Sure, absolutely. But that, that's like counting counterfeit dollar bills. And so if the IRS comes to audit you, they're not they're not going to do something as lackadaisical as the way they recounted these votes. They're going to do what these people just did in Arizona. They're they're going to go over the things, everything with a fine tooth comb. Um, and when people start to, to get caught, and of course it's not going to happen under this administration. People need to feel the full weight of the law. And one of the things I suspected early on, even before Trump left office, is that you're going to have lower-level foot soldiers crack and break, bend, and squeal when they start to feel the weight come down on them. Um, the bad thing is is that since the election is stolen, you've got a corrupt Department of Justice. There's going to be some provisional protections just because of the, the political alliance that's in – or the political leanings, rather, of the, the people in control – um, but I, I don't, it's up to the people what happens in my opinion. It's just how pissed off people are going to be, how rowdy they're going to get and what, what, what they're willing to, to say and do, uh, as, as far as what, what happens from here. But I, I don't, the fraud can't stand. If the election was stolen, it should not be allowed to stand yeah. whatever the circumstance. So. One thing is for sure. The journalist from CNN that Vernon Jones took to task mm -hmm. is not going to be down there investigating it. <laughs> no, he's not.